Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Let's go ahead and get our Bibles out tonight, and let's get into the Word of God. And primarily, we reserve uh, Wednesday night for teaching, and so many times we go into subject matter. And on Sunday, I did a a one-and-done Sunday morning uh, on the power of words, and it was a, a brief introduction to this subject matter. And I feel that the Lord would have us go in depth of learning the the power that's available available to us through the spoken word or how we talk. Amen. I've heard it said that if there's one area of our walk and our relationship with the Lord that that we could change, it would have the greatest impact on our life. I heard it said is to make our words count. Use words to create what God has for us. And that's why we're going to just dive into this subject matter. I don't know how long this is going to last. We'll just get in and just follow him, and it's going to be good. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for this subject matter that you have given us, the power of words. Lord, each one of us, we have a desire in our heart to allow our words to work for us and not against us. We choose to use our words as Jesus used his words in his earthly ministry and how you, Father, used your words not only to form the whole creation, but also to sustain it, to manage it. Oh, Father, Because we're your children, we want to imitate you in how we talk. We thank you for revelation knowledge tonight. We thank you for growth, the ability to see truth in this area so that we can apply it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let me begin tonight with sort of a statement. And then we're going to begin talking about the why. Words released out of our mouth are powerful. The words that we release out of our mouth are powerful. And our words carry spiritual forces or spiritual ramifications. Now, this agrees with what Jesus said. I want us to go, first of all, to the gospel according to John and go to chapter 6, and we're going to see what Jesus said about his words. John 6, 63. Now, we're answering the question that our words have power. Our words have the ability to create. And our words carry a spiritual Force, or could I say a spiritual substance? Look here in John 6, 63. 
This is Jesus speaking. He makes a statement that the spirit or that which is in the realm of God's kingdom in his spiritual realm, it gives life. And the flesh, that which is of this earth, profiteth nothing. Now notice what Jesus says about his words. The words that I speak. Why don't you say that? The words that I speak. So he's about to tell us about the words that he speaks. He says they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. What Jesus is saying is that the words that he is speaking are of a spiritual substance. Just by listening to someone speak doesn't really tell you all that's there. We hear words. We hear ideas. We hear things that are conveying a thought. But very rarely do we believe that they're carrying a heavenly spiritual substance. So his words were of a spiritual substance and that they were life-creating. His words made of this spiritual substance had the ability to create and to form. And so being spiritual and his words being life imparting, that's why we say that words are carrying a spiritual force. Now, why? were the words that Jesus spoke of a spiritual nature. Why did they have life that could create? Let's go on over to John chapter 14. Let's let Jesus answer that question. Why did the words that Jesus spoke have this kind of power? Now, if many individuals was asked that question, they would say, well, because Jesus was God. Let's, let's see if that's what Jesus said. Let's answer this question. Why did the words that Jesus speak or spoke have this spiritual force or this kind of power? He says in verse 10 of chapter 14 of, first, or excuse me, of John, the Gospel of John, he says, Believeth not that I am not in the Father, and the Father in me? He's challenging them. Now look what he says here. The words that I speak. So whose words is, is he talking about? The words that Jesus spoke. He says, I speak not of myself. Well, if he's not speaking of himself, who is he speaking of? But I'm speaking, but the Father that dwelleth in me he doeth the works. So he's, he's alluding to that the words that he's speaking are not his own, but he's speaking the words of God. Go to the 8th chapter of the Gospel of John. Chapter 8, verse 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man... Then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing 
of myself. But, this is what I do do, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. So we notice in these two verses, and there are multiple places in the Gospels, where Jesus always defers to his Father in that which he said and that which he did. He always gave God the credit that Jesus was simply a vessel that God was working through. In everything he did, he didn't do it as the Son of God, even though he was. But he did it as a vessel that God was flowing through. So his words emanated from God. His words were not his own, but were the Father's words and the words and principles that the Father taught him. Now this is why the words or what Jesus spoke had God's creative power. Because he was speaking the words of God or the words from God. Now, this is a premise that you and I are going to have to wrap our arms around and embrace. I can sum up everything that we're going to be saying in however many weeks that we're going to be talking about this subject matter that is of the utmost importance for you and I to do what Jesus did. Number one, to agree with what God says. And number two, to say what God says. To agree with what God says is to believe like him. And then to say what God says is to allow him to speak through us just like he spoke through Jesus. Then our words are not our words, but they are the words of God being spoken from us or through us. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about the power of spoken words. Now, in this subject matter of our words being powerful, our words being creative, there's been a lot of misinformation, a lot of false assumptions about what the Bible is teaching. And we're going to attempt to bring enough light in this area that we'll know exactly what we have the capacity to do by what we say. Now, understand that spoken words have the capacity to transmit either faith or fear. The words that you and I speak have the ability, the capacity to transmit either faith or fear. Now, this transmittal takes place by words that we're speaking that create images from one person or to one and to another. So I want you to understand that words are carriers. Words have a substance to them. 
they're not just conveying information, but they also can carry a spiritual substance with it. Now, let's say for an example, if I would describe to you my dog, Baron. That's the dog that I grew up with. I spent my, ever since my dad passed away until I left home when I was 20 years old, I spent with that dog. Now, as I would begin to describe this dog, every word I spoke would transmit, would transmit from me an image I have to you. Once that image is transmitted to you by my words, you could pick my dog out in a photo array without ever having seen my dog in person. So understand that words begin to transmit images. It begins, they begin to, to trans, they transmit thoughts, beliefs, wills, wants and desires. So because words can transmit this is how God transmits his faith to us go on over to, to Romans 10 17 and this verse of scripture has been so I wouldn't say mistaught but I would say misunderstood now if we're going to speak words that are going to create in the same way that the words of Jesus spoke words that created we're going to need God's faith So how does he transmit his faith to us? Because obviously he transmitted, transmitted his faith to Jesus because he was doing the works of God. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith, and this is the God kind of faith, this is the same faith that God used to create the worlds. His faith comes by hearing. Now, doesn't it make sense that if you're hearing faith, that it has to be spoken to hear it? Notice it doesn't say that faith comes by reading. Now, this seems like a very uh, insignificant point or detail, but this is everything right here. In order for God's words to convey a heavenly substance, it has to be transmitted heart to heart. Spirit to spirit. Now, understand that we have already discovered that the words that Jesus spoke, they were of a spiritual substance. If 
his words were just simply ideas. That's not a spiritual substance. Because ideas are for the mind. But in order for him to speak words of a spiritual substance, he had to speak it from his spirit. He had to speak those words from his heart. And so is faith, God's faith, imparted to us. It's got to be heard from a heart that believes God's word to a heart that's willing to receive and believe what it hears. So it's spirit to spirit, not spirit to mind. So then faith comes by hearing, what am I hearing? Hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. So understand that God's faith comes to me by hearing God's word being spoken to me. Dare I say this? You guys, you guys okay? We got time, right? I want to say something here that, that I think is going to help us. Go, go to Joshua. And go to chapter 1. Help me, Jesus. Now we're talking about we're talking about on purpose having God's faith imparted to our spirit. That substance of heaven, that creative power deposited inside of us so that then we can speak it out to create in our own personal life. Now look here. In Joshua 1.8, God is telling Joshua how he can be successful, how he can fulfill uh, God's plan for his life. And he says that this book of the law, we could just as easily say that the word of God. That the word of God shall not depart out of your mouth. There's a lot of knots in the King James Version. But what he's saying is, is that we are to be speaking the word of God day and night. This book, the Bible, shall be in your mouth so that you can meditate in that word, how much? Day and night. Now understand that this word meditate, it can be translated as to mutter, M-U-T-T-E-R. Hello, mutter. Hello, father. No, uh, you know, to speak to yourself. That word mutter means to speak to yourself. Now, what voice do you hear the most in your life? Your own. 
I heard a minister say this, and it made a lot of sense to me. A lot of people, people would ask this minister, because he taught on faith and, and, and confession and prayer. And they asked him the question, how can I accelerate the growth of faith in my life? He says, well, number one, it's, you understand it's a process. It's more than just knowing what the Word of God says. He says, you've got to get that spiritual substance of the Word into your heart. He says, you can, by hearing anointed preaching, you can get that spirit of faith in you by hearing that anointing, uh, uh, that anointed preaching. But he says the most, the most powerful way and the quickest way to get God's faith in you is to speak the word of God to yourself. He says if you'll speak the word of God to yourself and keep hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, it will get to the place where God will speak it to you while you're speaking it. And he's actually imparting that spirit of faith to you. Understand that faith comes by the spoken word. It comes by the rhema word. So either you're going to have to speak that by the Holy Spirit to yourself as you're muttering the word of God to yourself, or God will intervene and speak it to you. Amen. Now look what happens. He says, I want you to put the word of God in your mouth. Again, not your mind, not your memory. Get it into your heart through meditation, and then when you begin to observe and do that word, now your faith that was given to you by God will begin working through what you're doing and you'll be empowered like Jesus was empowered. Because you have that spirit of faith in you. Amen? We're going to get to this. We may not get to it tonight. But many people think that just knowing the word means they have the spirit of faith in them. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. We've already learned that faith is a spiritual substance. We, we, we know that Jesus spoke words of spirit and in life. You can't do that from your mind. It has to do it from that recreated human spirit that has taken the time to have that word spoken to us personally and received and deposited in our heart so that we can speak it back out. Does that make sense? I hope it does. We're going to talk about this several times, but understand that faith comes to me by hearing God's word spoken to me. Now understand that in the same way that faith comes, so does fear. The 
Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's word. Well, fear also comes by hearing and words from our enemy, words from the devil. So in the same way that faith comes, so does fear. So God's faith comes to me by hearing him speak to me. Well, guess what? When I hear the devil's words being spoke to me, fear comes to me. What does the devil's voice, what does his words sound like? Well, it always contradicts what God says. It's always the reciprocal of what God says. And those words will always emphasize what you see and what you feel. Remember the scripture that we used on Sunday? It said that both life and death are in the power of the tongue. Well, why would I speak death? Because I hear words of death and I let them influence me to the point where I speak them. And they're stimulated by what I feel and what I see. If, if you and I had someone following us around and would write down everything that we say during the day, I think you and I would be shocked by how many times we say words that contradict what Jesus would have said. Amen. So understand in the same way that faith comes, so does fear. And we're using those two examples because fear is the exact opposite of faith. And we're trying, we're, we're on purpose are going to build ourselves up on faith. And so we have to recognize what the opposite of faith is. Because you and I have been exposed to it the entire time we've been on this ball of dirt. Get this truth right here. I'll put it in the, the I. Whenever I hear and accept the image, I'm talking about words. When I hear words and accept the image it creates in me, it will create the same spirit in me from the source that I'm hearing the words from. You see, when we hear God's word speaking to us, it puts that spirit of faith in our heart pertaining to that word we hear. And we get that spirit of faith from the source, which is God. But if I'll take the words of my enemy and I'll let those words create an image in my, my, my mind or my heart, and I begin to believe them, then that spirit that is giving those words now is in me. Or should I say, is now influencing me. With the same spirit that spoke those things to me. Now for you and I, because we have accepted the images from the word of God and 
that has given us the same spirit of faith. I want you to see this. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. I thought we'd be done by now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you for your attentiveness. I, I know a lot of this can seem... wordy, so to speak. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says that we, and this would be Christians, these would be those who are born again, have God the Holy Spirit living in their heart. It says that we have, what do we have? The same spirit of faith. Notice it calls faith spiritual. Well, how did I receive this same spirit of faith? Now, the same spirit of faith is what it was the same faith Jesus had. It's the same faith that the Apostle Paul had. It's the same faith that Oral Roberts had. It's the same faith that Billy Graham had. The same faith that every believer who did great works of God on the earth. And that's the faith you have. You have the same spirit of faith. Well, how, do we, how did we receive that? Well, according to, according as it is written, I Believed believed what? God's word. Therefore, once that word was in my heart, I spoke. See, the whole reason that we're conceiving the word in our heart is so that we can speak God's word to create his will on the earth. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. Now, let me give you a definition of what faith is. Faith is the ability to conceive God's word in our heart. Now this is where many times we get this backwards. People hear the message, well, Jesus said over there in Mark eleven twenty three that I can have what I say. Woohoo! So I'll just start saying I got 10 million oil wells. I'll start saying I, I'm a millionaire. I'll start saying this. I'll start saying that. Well, that's getting the cart before the horse. Do you have the faith for 10 million, million oil wells? I notice you can't pay your electric bill, but do you, do you have faith to have 10 million? No, you and I don't. Do I have the faith to be a millionaire? Well, if I'm struggling financially, I'd say no. See, we think we can just say words and have them create, but you have to have that faith in your heart and then say what you believe in order to create it. I can't say what I desire and have it. No, I have to say what I believe. Believe what? 
the word that he spoke to my heart. And that's why a lot of people get frustrated with this message, is they think they can just start saying things, and God is under uh, liability to create it for you, but that's not how it works. You and I can only create what we have in our heart. And if I haven't taken the time to get that word in my heart, I'm going to be at a disadvantage. And we'll, we'll get to that place where we know when that word is in our heart. Now, let's, let's keep on going. You guys, it look, looks like you're already just about full. When you and I receive that spirit of faith along a particular subject matter, it's actually a spiritual conception. We become pregnant with that word in our heart. When Joshua was told to meditate in the word, God was showing him how to get pregnant with the word of God. And then once we're pregnant with the word of God, now we can speak that word out and create what that word is in our heart and be something that we can then use in our life. Now understand that God's word is a spiritual seed. Jesus taught this in the parable of the sower. The seed of the sower was the word of God. Listen to this. It says in Luke 8, 11. This is Jesus speaking. He says, now the parable, and he's talking about the parable of the sower. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Now, understand that God uses natural examples to explain spiritual truths. And he's liking the, the Bible unto a seed. Now, what is a characteristic of a seed? A seed has the creative power to reproduce itself. Everything is in a seed to recreate itself. Now understand that the word of God in itself has the power to recreate itself in your life. That's why it's so important for us to put the word in the heart, put the word in our heart. Now we have the creativity now in the soil of our heart to recreate what that seed has in it. And that's why when you have a need, you look for a word seed that will reproduce it, that will create it. How, how were we saved? Look at 1 Peter one twenty three. I, I need to stop. We're talking about how the word of God is a seed. It's not simply a thought from the mind of God. No, it's 
It's a seed that can reproduce itself over and over and over and over again in the life of the believer. 1 Peter 1.23 says that we've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible seed. Well, what is this incorruptible seed that we were born again from? By the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. So what happened for you and I is that we heard a word of salvation, a scripture of salvation. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For as many as received him, gives he power to become the sons of God. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes on the righteousness, and with the mouth, and with the mouth, and with the mouth, salvation is created. When we believe that word concerning salvation, we conceived that word in our heart, in the soil of our heart. And then when we activated that seed by saying what? Lord Jesus, come into my life. See, salvation was created by what? Words. Where did the words come from? They were God's word that were sown in our hearts. And when you and I spoke that word of salvation, it created salvation and the new birth in our spirit. And if we can simply take God's word and put it in our heart, believe it, allow it to get into the soil of our heart, and then speak out that word and being, be, be raised from the dead, that word seed recreated us by speaking, Lord Jesus, be my Savior. And you receive the greatest miracle that there is. The recreation of the human spirit. And we became the children of God. By what? Not just hearing the word, not just knowing the word, not just being able to quote the word. No, that word got down into our heart. And it became a truth it became a reality, and we believed it. We didn't understand it, but we believed it. Then we put the, that word in our mouth. Understand that the mouth is only expressing what you believe in your heart. It's not the mouth that's doing the heavy lifting. It's your heart, your spirit man, your inner man that's causing the creativity of what you speak. I think we put too much emphasis on the words doing it all. They have a part to play. But understand that what you're doing is a spiritual transaction from your heart. You're just vocalizing it to activate the seed.
creates. Father in heaven, thank you, thank you, thank you. I trust, Lord, that you're helping us to see the words that we speak in a new light. We're not just, just simply speaking words. We're not just wishful thinking that if I say this and if I say that, this and that's going to happen. No. This is the same process that Jesus took. He spent 30 years getting the word of God into his heart. Even as a youngster, he was questioning the teachers of the law. And his parents left Jerusalem. And then when he got into his active ministry, he preached your word, Father, the words that you taught him, the words from the scriptures. And he only spoke what you told him to speak. At that time, in that moment, that he was to create. Father, we're thankful that we have that same spirit of faith. And we can put the word of God in our heart. We can get that seed inside of us so that we can create what's in that seed. For every seed reproduces itself, every seed of the word. And when we do that on purpose, we can create your will. We can create your desires. We can create your provisions. We can create all that Christ has purchased for us from our heart and speaking it out with our mouth. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, just remember where we parked. We'll pick it up there uh, next time. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your hungry hearts. Glad you were on board tonight. God bless you.